Good morning. Welcome to Daily Cafefe with Carter and Carrie on Unsafe Space. Today is Thursday, September 26th. And we're happy that you're joining us. You just looked that up. And then I told you. The memory of a goldfish was all that was necessary for. Then I told you a joke. (laughs) Oh, you did. It was good. Yeah. Uh, you want to tell the people, Carrie is having a, a rough day, everyone. So just go easy on her. It's going to be a light coffee. It'll probably be in and out fast. Let Carrie tell a joke. Do you want to tell your joke? Yesterday and today, it's just everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. With technology, with, if I believed in, uh, what is it when they say Mercury's in retrograde? I would, is it in Astrology? retrograde now? Yeah, is it in, because everything is going wrong. Yeah. But anyway, that aside. Yeah, I did tell. I don't. I don't need to repeat the joke. I don't know if they'd oh. like it. Well, uh, okay. I will. T- I'll tell it, and they can. You don't do have that. to. Huh? I'm probably gonna mess it up. Anyway, Jesus healed two men from blindness in the Bible, right? So one of them, he said, "Believe it, and you shall be healed," or something like that. And so the guy believed it, and he was healed of blindness. But the other guy, he took some dirt and like spit on it or something, and made mud and put it on his eyes. And then when the mud came away, he could see. And so these two men uh, met up at some point and they were talking and they were both like, oh, I was held by a blindness too by Jesus. And one of them was like, did he put mud on your eyes? And the other one said, no, he just healed me. And so the, the first guy said, well, you weren't really healed if he didn't put mud on your eyes. And so that's how we got our first denominations, the Mudites and the anti-Mudites. Uh. <laughs> it's funny. Ah, Jesus jokes. <laughs> but I, what I like about that joke is I think it it does a pretty good job of explaining the differences the difference between denial. It's just like silly rules, you know? Well, one of them is yelling, like, clearly the Bible says you need mud, and the other one's yelling, clearly the Bible says you don't need mud. You don't need mud, right. Right. Yes. Ah, well, um, Carrie, you want to talk about something I hadn't heard of today. Uh, so I'm going to let you bring it up and talk about it because you, this is your thing. Do you have the article queued up? Uh, I have, I have an article. I have a couple articles on it. Um, do you want me to put one up? Yeah, put one up. All right. So actually Kelly Day, who we interviewed on Deprogram, sent me this. In Ontario, the police have announced, they did a big PR thing. They've announced that they're no longer going to identify uh, suspects like assailants or victims by their sex or gender. Right. Okay. Well, I read the, I read the article. I actually read several articles. Um, They all seem to come. They're almost identical. Uh, So one of the interesting things there, they won't be publishing gender says here of those accused of crimes or their alleged victims because of privacy concerns and quote, the need to be progressive. So, uh, that's a great one. The need to be progressive is definitely how I want police departments making their decisions. Uh, but so I, I don't know, Carrie, I don't, this actually doesn't bother me as much as it does you because they, they say down here, um, well, actually, so there's a couple funny things. One is this is a, here's a spokesman, um, Sergeant, uh, Carol, Dion, I guess. I'm not sure how to say the name. We have a lot of individuals who identify as male, but are actually female or vice versa. (laughs) Well, uh, that's a fail on being more progressive there, Sergeant. (laughs) 
<laughs> you no, no. It's like you can't help but speak the truth. Right. <laughs> they identify as male. Therefore, they are male. That's how that works. You don't understand. Um, but they're, they're excluding gender information in media releases. So first of all, I, I guess, I don't know. I don't have a big, I, I guess I don't have a big problem with this for a couple of reasons. One is they're, extent, they're excluding it. They're not excluding collecting the information for statistical purposes. They're like not. The, like, like in the UK. Right. In the right. UK, they, they quit collecting info on race. Right. Right. I think almost all of Europe has done that at this point. Um, but so they're not excluding it for statistical purposes. They're excluding it for uh, victims, which actually I think is fine. Like, I don't really, why do we need more information about victims? I, I don't, I don't care about a victim's gender. Really. It doesn't really matter. So, and they're citing privacy. Okay, fine. I, like, I, I don't really care about that. They're excluding it from the accused, but only after they're in custody. So, if they're looking for a suspect, they will still say adult male, blah, blah, blah. Like, so when, when they're out trying to find someone, their gender will be used. But once they're in custody, uh, they will no longer talk about them in a gendered way. I don't really care about that either. I mean, I think it's stupid, but I don't care. I, um, I, oh, I see. We're flipped from yesterday when I didn't care. <laughs> yeah, I just don't, I'm just like, I don't, I don't care. I mean, feminists are upset. I saw one thing, feminists are mad because they think that they're, they're doing this to hide the violence against women from men so that you won't get to see that men commit violence against women as much because it will be person against person. And that uh, doesn't that's, make men look as bad as they could look if you use gender. That's not uh, why course, they're doing this. <laughs> I know, but that's the... That's the uh, that's the hot feminist take, I think. But I don't know, Carrie. Why why does this upset you? I don't. I just don't. I, don't, I wouldn't say that it upsets me. I just I think it's stupid, and I think it's evidence of what an insane world we live in. I mean, it, yeah. Like you can't mention, and I didn't realize it that they are not going to exclude it when they're looking for someone. Because I thought that would be hilarious. It's like, be on the lookout for a person. person. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And then, and then every other intersectionality thing gets added onto that right. eventually. So you can't even say whether they're abled or disabled yeah. or what race they are or gender. You can't say anything. He, uh, I mean, she, I mean, they were wearing. Right. A and, th and then you get the people who identify as different, uh, like different species altogether, right? The people who are like, I'm a dragon kin or whatever. So then you have to, you can't even say person. Be on the lookout for a, a creature. Being. <laughs> there's a being in a red shirt <laughs> yeah uh, i don't they're not there yet but i mean maybe they'll get there um, we just live in a weird world that's all i you do yeah can, you know can i bring up one other thing i do want to make it a short show but it's about canada and you brought up canada and canada is all one big topic uh sorry canadians but <laughs> So I don't know if you saw this, Dave Rubin. So actually, we you mentioned that we we spoke the other day to um, uh, Kelly Day, who's a member. Who she's running as part of the People's Party of Canada. Their leader, Maxime Bernier, uh, was scheduled to have an event at Mohawk College with Dave Rubin, and 
it was shut down because of Antifa threats. Well, I, I don't, I'm, that's not clear that it was shut down, but they, they reached out. So basically there was an article here in the Hamilton Spectator. And in this article, it says that, so here I'm just quoting. So many PPP, PPC supporters and organizers have been exposed as bigots Members or supporters of hate groups, radical conspiracy theorists, or full-blown neo-Nazis that it's hard to keep count. Dot, dot, dot. Dave Rubin is a far-right YouTube personality and a significant part of radicalization process ushering people into the neo-Nazi movement. Dave Rubin is a gay man, and he's a liberal. (laughs) Yes, He's a liberal. I know. So anyway, this, this... uh, crap went out. They claimed that the only reason that they were holding this at Mohawk College was because they knew Antifa would protest and they wanted to make a big stink. And the college's response, so this, this article, by the way, calls for the college to cancel the event, not let them rent the space. Back and, up for a second. They're saying uh, that they held it there because they knew, and so they're blaming the victim, which is what they say you shouldn't do, right? Yeah, I mean, it hasn't been held yet, but they said the reason that they wanted to hold this event at the Ottawa Library, or no, sorry, it's not at the Ottawa Library. That was a Supreme Court ruling. I'm, mis- I'm misquoting. At Mohawk College. Uh, the reason they want to uh, hold this at Mohawk College is because, according to this person who thinks that Dave Rubin is a far-right Nazi, uh, they're holding it there because they know. uh, Hamilton, I'll quote, Hamilton is a front line of hate group versus anti-racist and anti-fascist action in Canada, Canada. And the PPC's decision to have the event at Mohawk during the election is deliberate. Many in their base hate anti-racists and anti-fascists and share fantasies of fighting them and watching them be arrested. By inviting a demonstration against their event, so scheduling it is is inviting a demonstration is a euphemism for scheduling that's like They're, that's like why did you wear that short skirt and walk into that biker bar yeah. you wanted to be raped yeah so they're saying by inviting a demonstration against their event the ppc is feeding red meat to their base uh, i'm sure red meat's also a bad thing too to this writer so um yeah they're they, accusing they they're accusing realize, them of intentionally doing this yeah they don't realize what hypocrites they are if, no. if somebody wrote that about a woman and said oh you were inviting abuse you were inviting rape you were inviting harassment they would be up in arms i don't and, think and rightfully so and rightfully so but that's what they're doing here yeah i'm, I'm going to correct you i disagree with you on one thing i'm not sure that they don't know that they're hypocrites i think they don't care that they're hypocrites <laughs> um i think you could point that out to them and i don't think it would change their opinion on either one of those subjects but yeah, so, so what they did, instead of canceling it outright, they contacted uh, Maxime Bernier and said, hey, um, the school's now, de- we're now demanding 10 times the original security cost. So this is a tweet from, from Dave Rubin. It appears that my event with Maxime Bernier on September 29th has been canceled due to threats from Antifa and this insane piece in the local paper. The school is now demanding 10 times the original security costs and could demand more before showtime. Now, this is what, um, was reported, but then after, I think after that, Ruben said, I've offered to cover 10 times security fee myself. So Ruben said, I'll pay for it. So I don't know if it's still going on. He's just going to pay for it, but it sounds like it may have been canceled. It, it may, it may still be up in the air. You see this with a lot of these events, right? Where 
you know, even Cernovich, well, Cernovich has dealt with this, right? Where he schedules an event and at the last minute, after people have flown in and paid money, the venue cancels and he's got to scramble to find another one and that one cancels and he's got to scramble to find another one. Um, and this is the tactic of uh, the tactics of the left. They It happened with our friend, uh, Mike Carlo and the walk away LGBT um, panel that they were doing in Chicago. Oh they yeah. Canceled last minute yeah. people had flown in. They had to find another venue. You know, he's also gay and on the left. So maybe, maybe their problem was with gay lefties and not, uh, far right Nazis, but I, I don't mean on the left. I mean liberal. I don't mean to. I don't know that he identifies on the left, but I think he, on the political spectrum, I think he's he's a walkaway Democrat, right? So he still still thinks of himself as uh, on the liberal end of the spectrum. But anyway, yeah, uh, that's just some other craziness going on in Canada, and I don't know the the current status, but this is the this is the thing they do, Carrie. They you know, if they can't shut people down using force, they threaten the use of force, which causes the venue to freak out, which causes them to practically shut the event down, or in some cases, actually shut the event down. So, I don't know. This is the... They the don't brave- realize that these are, like you said, either they don't realize or they don't care, they're hypocrites. It, I think the same thing could be said about them not either not realizing or not caring about the fact that their tactics are like fascists. They are fascists. The they anti- are. This is the whole, this is the whole, the left is really good at labeling things the opposite of what they are. They are fascists. They are that fascists do this. Fascists don't allow dissenting political opinions platforms and shut them down with threats of violence. That's what fascists do. Um, so, hey but, hey, but they can't be fascist because in their name it says anti-fascist. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> That's a great point. I'm, I, I withdraw, obviously. Um, that's how the, we just we should start calling ourselves anti-fascists. That's how the media reports on it. They're like an anti-fascist. I'm like, they're not anti-fascists, you idiots. <laughs> right. <laughs> Conservatives need to get better. Like the right needs to get better at naming their stuff. They need to like anti-authoritarians and whatever they would. Although actually, the news media would just say the far right group. And they wouldn't name, they just wouldn't name it. Yeah. That, that's what they would do. I don't know. I just thought you'd like that. Anything else, Carrie, that we need to chat about for Kofefi? Or can it be a, a pretty short one for everyone today? No, I think it should be pretty short because we're doing deprogrammed later. We are. We're doing deprogrammed in, uh, I don't know, an hour or so. So, although this will probably be out after deprogrammed, like usually. So... Also, don't forget tomorrow we're doing Kofefi Live because we do live Kofefi every Friday. So bring other, there's other news items that are just kind of, um, uh, we didn't cover during the week or things that we thought were interesting, but there's not a lot to say about. So bring those tomorrow and we'll talk to you then. Thanks. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to hit like, subscribe, share, follow all the things. Carrie, you want to pitch shirts? We have a store. <laughs> Go buy a shirt. And there's the sales department. <laughs> okay, so this Kofefi has a little bit of an appendix. Uh, I'm still here. Don't tell Carrie. Shh. I promised her that we would not talk about politics today. Uh, and we did not talk about politics, but I can't help it. I have to 
briefly mention this. Uh, so the director of um, national intelligence, the acting director of national intelligence, was uh, testified this morning before Congress, and I watched part of it, and it was so ridiculous I can't not mention it at all. Um, so again, this is about the Trump phone call to the president of the Ukraine, and this guy, his name is Joseph McGuire. He's like a he was like a Navy SEAL for 36 years or whatever. He he's the acting uh, director of national intelligence, and as part of the process, not to get laborious with details, but the the whistleblower complaint um, went to him, and he according to the process, there's a rule that says he had seven days and he was supposed to send it to um, the intelligence committee in Congress so that they could, they could see it. And, and he did not, it wasn't, he, after seven days, it hadn't been sent. It's, it's there now, but he didn't do that beforehand. And so they wanted to have this, this hearing. And basically Adam Schiff started off with this Hollywood style reenactment of the Trump phone call, um, which was reminiscent of The Godfather. He, I think he even referenced The Godfather, um, you know, just painting this picture of obviously bully Trump kind of, you know, do me a favor, blah, blah, blah. So, and and by the way, not a lot of people have mentioned this. Uh, Trump, the guy, the the Ukrainian guy asks, or or doesn't ask anything, says thank you for the military support. Trump says, oh, um, there's one thing you could do for us. That's not when he talks about Biden. He talks about Biden uh, later. Uh, he says one other thing when he talks about Biden, but it's not like right away he talks about Biden. Um, but anyway, uh, so so Schiff opens with this, and the Democrats basically they I've it was unconscionable how they treated this guy. They accused him of breaking the law. They implied that he was like a partisan hack. He they were just. They were basically like, why'd you break the law? Why'd you break the law? And the guy explains. He says, well, I didn't. So I was uh, following the proper procedure because this case is weird. This whistleblower law, a couple things. First of all, uh, the law says I have to send it to you if it meets, if it's an urgent concern. Urgent concern is a legally defined term in the context of this law. It did not meet those standards. Um, so I wasn't required to anyway, but I would have. The problem is, that this law, a couple problems. One is the law covers in, uh, members of the intelligence community. So it's a little bit sticky because Trump's not a member of the intelligence community. So, um, cause he's in charge of, of me. Like it's not, he's, Trump's not someone who's my employees in my jurisdiction. So that made it a little bit weird. And also there's a conflicting law here, which is executive privilege law, which I'm not allowed to waive. So this law was written without, uh, contemplating a situation like this, there's two conflicting rules here. There's the, the law that you, uh, Congress, know about that says I've got to deliver things of urgent concern to you within seven days. And then there's executive privilege, a separate law. I'm not a lawyer. I, I needed to go. Uh, it's not obvious what to do. I had to consult lawyers in the DOJ uh, to, to figure out how to get something to you and get this cleared without um, being in trouble either from executive privilege or or not providing anything to you. And the Democrats were like willfully ignorant. They just, but you broke the law. It says right here, seven days, urgent. It's urgent. Don't you agree it's urgent? And he's like, yeah, it's urgent, but it's not an urgent concern as defined, blah, blah, blah. But you broke the law. You broke the law. You, you didn't, you, you delayed it. You delayed it. You broke the law. Why did you break? 
And he's like, and he explains it again. Like, yeah, you've got a law that you're looking at. You're looking at that law. He has another, there's another law. The laws conflict. Sometimes in government, there are conflicting laws. He needed to resolve the conflicting laws, but they treated him, they were such jerks and they treated him with such disdain that it turned my stomach. And I'm not even a big like rah-rah military guy um, or rah-rah, you know, yay Navy SEALs. I mean, I have respect for people who, who protect the country, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not all, you, you know, you can't be mean to anyone just because they served in the military. But this guy did nothing wrong. He's like acting in his, his best judgment. He's got to cover his ass, right? Because he's, he's been told to do something. There's a law that says he's got to do this. Uh, in seven days, and and he doesn't. It doesn't actually apply because he's being told it doesn't meet the urgent concern definition. So it's a nice to have. It's like a procedure. He should do it, but you know, doesn't technically have to do it. And he's got this other conflict where he could be violating executive privilege. So he needs to work it out. So he goes to the freaking DOJ, which is their job, which is exactly what he asked his own lawyers, and he went to the DOJ. But the Democrats just refused to understand this. They just, it, they, I've, it's rare that you see such willful ignorance. They just refuse to get it. And Democrat after Democrat after Democrat, when it was their turn, it was like, you broke the wall. Why did you delay? The law is very clear. The law is clear. The law is clear. Why'd you delay? It's like, I, are you not listening? Um, so just that, look, I mean, I don't really care about this whole thing too much, but that, that was just vile. So I just wanted to complain about the way that they treated this guy because it was pretty unconscionable. That's all. Now we can say, now I can say goodbye. Just don't tell Carrie I added this little bit on the end and we'll all be cool.